with Chris Wolfenberger. Thanks for sticking around through the break, brother. Um, you're, you're part of the Project for 22 Club, and the, the ICR last year was probably one of the most powerful moments in me and my wife's life. Um, Blake's presentation, and then you and the boys gave your presentation, and I, I'll never forget, and you probably you know, maybe don't even remember doing it, but you took off your hat, you, you set it in the middle of the table, you grabbed everyone's attention. You said, my wife's not here. I believe she was tending to your f- father-in-law's funeral, I believe, at the time. And, and yeah. you were like, this is so important that she told me I need to be here. And I was, just, I was blown away. I was blown away by the things you said. I was wondering if you wanted to get into a little bit how cannabis can be used as a as possible medicine for PTSD. Absolutely. Um, let's look north. To do that, uh, let's start by looking at what they're doing in Canada right now where it's legal, and they are treating their soldiers with with cannabis, medical marijuana, for PTSD successfully. And we're not the only ones looking north. The Washington Post has reported that the medical use of marijuana in Canada for their patients with PTSD is helping reduce uh, night trauma, and overall, um, hypersensitive. Oh, what's it, what's? Oh, Kyle, help me out. What's it called? Where you're? Oh, hypervigilance. 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 Um, it's it's helping to back that down. There's been a study recently published in Molecular Psychiatry where they're using particular compounds found in marijuana to treat PTSD, and it's helping them alleviate the haunting uh, memories, day memories of the things that they've been through. And then Science Daily also took a look at the patients being treated up there with PTSD, and and the results that they're getting are um, a significant decrease in re-experiencing the trauma and less avoidance of situations that remind that remind them of the trauma. So, and for Kyle and I, we hunted IEDs, right? We drove around and we looked for bombs. So when Kyle and I got home from Afghanistan, we, we drove in the middle lane of the highway. We didn't get over right, on the shoulder. Right. And if we were on the shoulder, we were driving five miles an hour because we were looking in the ditch to see if there was a bomb. Did you have any that, night terrors? Oh, God, yeah. I was on Ambien for eight years. It took me forever to kick that. Right. Ambien is and, a crazy substance, man. It's, it yeah, seems to be a lot of the veterans. They, there's a very significant culture in the military of... Uh, initially, it's drink water, take a Motrin, but then if your problems are worse, then it's well, take an Ambien or take a, you know, Vicodin really, it's it's that prevalent. Oh, like that's just what they go to. Oh yeah, that's what the VA goes straight to. You have trouble sleeping here's an Ambien. Go. Even overseas. Wow. Oh yeah. While you're carrying firearms with your buddies. You yep. mentioned something. Uh, it, it was a, a really powerful part of the conference. I caught that part of Sue's speech where she talked about getting her final patient into the study. And she says, I think uh, maybe as soon as March or April, they will unblind the study. What what could that mean for for cannabis at a, at a federal level from a scientific level of, of tested here on our soil? Well, I think there's only two currently federal, federally sanctioned research projects going on in the United States using United States cannabis. And 
Even though Missouri's the show me state, United States is the show me nation. You can hear it going on other places all around the world, but until Americans hear that Americans did the research, they don't really believe it. They take everything with a grain of salt. And the fact that Sue Sisley's doing her project down in Phoenix with American soldiers using American scientific standards of research on a double-blind, federally-approved study is going to validate all of the other research that has been done around the world already. And Dr. Sicily is a visionary in, in the fact that she was even able to get this study approved. And the fact that the medicine is working in other places is what made the feds immediately or eventually capitulate. Because don't forget, Kyle and I aren't fighting the bad guys in Afghanistan anymore. We're fighting to not lose Americans. 22 American veterans killed themselves every single day. Every single day. And this medicine can help almost everyone. Chronic pain, depression, traumatic brain injury. Here's one of the things from my first trip to um, Project 22 in Colorado that blew my mind. When you get a traumatic brain injury, the, the scar tissue in your brain has a cannabis receptor in it. Oh, that's incredible. And it go, an endocannabinoid receptor in it, and it goes unfulfilled because of the prohibition of, of marijuana. So our brain, when it in, is injured, it automatically heals it, you know, scars over, and that scar tissue has an endocannabinoid receptor in it that goes unfulfilled. And they think that is what creates a significant portion of the PTSD that people have when they've had a traumatic brain injury. Oh. I happen to have a traumatic brain injury and PTSD, and those symptoms overlap. So I don't think it's any, I don't think it's any coincidence that when I was in Colorado and had access to legal medical cannabis, or legal cannabis because it's recreational, I did not exhibit the same PTSD pattern that I do and the same TBI pattern that I do here where it's prohibited. No, that's what Mimi Vo came on the show, yep. and she was saying that we were uh, cannabinoid deficient, possibly. And we heard at the conference, you know, the, the blood-brain barrier that yep. cannabinoids Absolutely. can break through that. And, and we do have, we have CB1, CB2 receptors. They're finding out more and more. And you talked about Israel. You know, Machulam's the guy. Oh, like, sure. he's been doing it Raphael. forever. Raphael Machulam. I mean, if you want to look some stuff up, look some stuff up about Raphael Machulam. I mean, he's one of the, the greatest minds in all of cannabis. Um, Absolutely. Chris, uh, you, you've uh, bestowed us with, with just so much knowledge, and we appreciate you being on the show. Can, can you leave us one more time of why we should vote for two and why this is going to be such a historical moment in Missouri? Absolutely. Well, first of all, Amendment 2 is the clear choice. Yes on 2 is the clear choice to get medical cannabis, medical marijuana into the hands of patients that need it and out of the hands of the black market where it currently is. People forget that weed's everywhere right now already. So this is actually going to help the police control it better. Definitely. Everybody thinks medical marijuana is going to make it make it harder to control in the black market. Actually, no, it's going to kill the black market because patients in need are going to be able to get it. And that's uber important in my in my eyes that that it goes to the right people. 
What was the second part of your question? I got talking and I forgot. Well, just give us give us some words of wisdom you can leave us with here. We always try to give everyone a little platform at the end. How, I know you got the few. Uh, can you tell us how to get maybe in contact with that? Uh, touch yeah. a little bit on that. We got we got Roman's alien questions coming up next. So we got gotcha. <laughs> well, we got the Foundation for Exceptional Warriors puts veterans that have been at the tip of the spear, special operators, the Valorous POWs, and the combat wounded on outdoor recreational therapy. If you'd like to get involved with a few, if you'd like to go on a few events, or if you'd like to donate, please look us up at www.exceptionalwarriors.org. You can hit us on any social media, and we'll get there. Um, one of the things that I want to leave your, your listeners on is don't just think it's going to pass. Yep. Get two people and go vote. Vote yes on two to get legal medical access to it. And then if you're listening on the Illinois side, you're in, you're on the east side of the state. If you're listening on the Illinois side, go ahead and sell your house in Illinois and buy in Missouri right now because that's what I'm telling everybody in Kansas to do right now as a, as a real estate appraiser. Property values used in Missouri when Amendment 2 passes are going to skyrocket with the, with the introduction of this new Billion, multi-billion dollar industry. Love it. You know, when you drive through downtown St. Louis and you see all those empty warehouses, you're like, man, wouldn't it be cool if some industry came in and oh, started baby. using all that space? Yep. Yeah. Go buy them right now if you've got the money. I'm t- you heard it first here. On the, on the Look at that system. tip. How about that? Right there. Go buy empty space in industrial areas right now if you can afford it because in 10 years you'll be calling me going, hey, dude, I think I owe you some money. My man, Chris Wolfenbarger, thank you so much for joining us, man. Yes on two. It was such a pleasure meeting you for the first time out of the conference myself. Um, we had a blast out yeah. there. We we, uh, we, we, we we joked around. I know you've been to a few events, but I, I, I'm going to be as bold as saying that might be the most successful cannabis event that's ever happened in Missouri. And it took oh, a lot without of people, a doubt. It had a lot of people without come together doubt. to make that happen. And you were one of them. We can't, uh, your questions from the audience were fantastic. Your, your, our, our listeners are totally into everything you've been saying. We really appreciate you coming on. Can't wait to catch up with you again. And thanks again for joining us, man. Excellent. And thank you so much for letting me be on the podcast where everybody could see me because I really appreciate you making me look thin. That Absolutely. Was all. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Thanks That's for what the I ass do. Slap. I make all my friends look thin. Baby. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> all right, fellas. Thanks, see you, brother. Keep preaching the good word. Thank you, you for it. having me on. You got it. See you, brother. Chris Wolfenbarger. God, he's so good, man. On the Tower Classic Tattooing so and Parlor STL phone lines. That was a great phone call. He hung around through the break. He's a passionate guy, man. He's bright. How cool was it to hear a, a, a real estate professional, a, an appraiser of, of yeah. a quarter century, saying, hey, this is that industry. This is the thing that can bring our city back, something that we are passionate about. Of course, we're passionate about cannabis. But when Steve and I made this show, we were like, how can we talk this city up? How can we get people excited to be St. Louisans again? And that right there is just one of those little steps Ooh, you can take. Boy. You remember the changing station? I had that big one when we were the doing green, the football the green stadium. green light district. Boy, Dude, you were all over that. the north side, and we start at the riverfront and just keep moving north. And the riverfront <laughs> idea is you put a bunch of stainless steel, like, slab tables down there on the riverfront. They fold down from the they, levee wall. Yeah, they fold down from the levee wall, and every weekend you just have a marketplace there. Just a bizarre. It's, it's the St. Louis marketplace. You can go sell your art, and it's like, it can be first come, first serve, or yeah. whatever, five bucks a... Uh, Two percent of your draw, you know, of Scouts Honor, whatever deal. Just bring life and vibrancy down there. Maybe it'll encourage people to pick up some of that trash. The old clean up the river. The, the old Ganges is coming down like, geez, Louise. <laughs> and so, uh, 
I think that would be unreal. And then you keep moving north, like you said, those industrial spaces. There's what a lot better, of better place for grows, big Louis grow ops, rooftops. I mean, we have some of the most fertile soil in the land, in the world down there by the, where the, the Mississippi and the Missouri. Where where the Missouri yeah. yeah, where the down Missouri there, comes where it's in. It's all farmland. It's unbelievable. I mean, hemp could change the landscape of everything That's around what here. What used to be grown down there was hemp. And then you could move up, you could move up, uh, you know, Wash Ave. You could move up Grand. I think building up off of Grand, you move up off of Broadway. You keep traveling up all those. And there's so much work to be done there as far as drywall, plumbing, electric. Start a trades program. Start a trades program and all the schools. Let the kids know, hey, it's not it's not a bad living being able to do that stuff for yourself. <laughs> Listen, if you're, apparently if, you're women find kid, sexy. if you're a young kid coming out of high school right now and you're thinking about joining the trades, and you're smart with your money, you can start snatching oh, up some boy. cheap property on the north side. And if you can, if you can start flipping those, you will be, you will live a yeah. comfortable, happy life and be a leader in your community. No yeah. doubt about it. St. Louis is a great place for that. Like you can, no and now with Airbnbs and all that good Dude, stuff, well, we've seen it happen in the Grove. Yeah. Oh, sure. Our guy Sean Cherokee. At, 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 I mean, Tower Classic Tattooing and Parlor STL. Both of those were. They, he said he's been around for about a decade, and you've seen. I mean, there were there were the original gangsters down there. You know, yep. the, the, you yep. got and it has popped up. There's not. A, there's maybe three empty spots. Yeah, for rent. You know, and it's they won't awesome. sit long down there. There's unbelievable food. There's a great nightlife. There's a music scene, yeah. and it's a safe place to be again. All because. A few people hung out there and said, no, we believe in this city. We believe that this city has culture that we want to help thrive. Sure. And this is where we're staking our claim, right here. You know, And to see that, it's happening in neighborhoods all throughout the city. There's definitely a measure of gentrifications, gentrification, but it's, you know, it's, it's what we need. We need oh, the yeah. city to come back, man. I drive to my old neighborhood, and I'm like, oh, mm. what happened? I lived you in know? a patch. It's starting to come back a little bit. It did bit. a little I bit. I love that. A few years ago, especially. Yeah, kind of slowed down. But here's the deal with the green lights. You ever seen those algae lamps that they have? Use those as your street lights. Oh, we could do all kinds of, of green initiatives like that and really take charge and bring sure. a, an, oh. an older industrial I, you know, epicenter back to, you know, back, back to um, health. Guys, yeah. I have to address something. Um, I, you probably noticed I've been saying, sure. Sure, a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. I developed this complex. I've been working in a house doing some drywall and paint, and it's a it's a tough customer, just a real tough customer. And I find myself just going, sure, 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 sure. You're sure, man. Whatever this person says, I just go, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. So I'm listening right no now. I've problem. carried it over <laughs> to this, so I want to thoroughly apologize to all three of you gentlemen no for my lack of professionalism. Attention. The sure bell. Sure. Roman, you got something for us, big boy? I got a few questions. Let's what hear them. Put on thought. your uh, tinfoil hat. Don't mind if I do. Alright, since we've been uh, talking about marijuana all night, does marijuana have alien DNA? Or is it just something that just randomly popped up on this planet? Well, that I read an article a few years ago that there is a part of the DNA sequence in Soul cannabis science. that is. I won't get into that, but that is foreign, correct? Isn't that the the study or the the the, the thought behind it, where well, it all came from? The only thing that I can actually find about it is on Snopes, and it says that it's a, a fact debunker or whatever. It says, no, it does not. Though the headline says, NASA confirms marijuana has extraterrestrial DNA, it was a false headline to do research on how easily people share stuff. <laughs> Interesting. I believe that. Now, if you want That's... to take that down, I do believe that <laughs> psilocybin came from deep space. 
and I think that the spores uh, were love fruitful it. upon our our earth, and they were it was the food of the gods that the apes the manna, ate, and it helped us evolve and develop speech patterns. And I think that that came from space. You think that's why we differ? You think that's that's the key? You think the stoned monkey, stoned ape? We are going to enjoy this I buy very much. Stone ape theory for sure. You do? Is Absolutely. that Terrence McKenna's theory? The stoned uh, ape. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't. Yeah, the stone, ape, the stone ape idea is uh, it was a Terrence McKenna. Uh, You're talking about the hypothesis, violent ape theory, basically not that, violent at that, all. That um, before in that missing link section, yeah. we found psychedelics. We found a psychedelic mushroom or something, and it and it expanded our consciousness, our brain pad, our brain power, and we we found uh, natural psychedelics in nature. Or when I say we, apes found yeah. you know natural psychedelics in nature. Whatever our you know, closest helped us create relative fire in and the, the wheel in and the all these evolutionary spheres. There's a there's a documentary uh, not too long ago that was on Netflix that really delved into this issue significantly. Uh, I forgot the it was one of the dig sites where they had found like the first you know uh, which bipedal yeah thing primates yeah. Uh, they were really leaning heavily on just the sheer diversity of the breeding population. Was I could I mean absolutely. I think I, I don't. I think to attribute it to one thing is probably pretty irresponsible. Right. Entourage theory, and that's why that's yeah. why it goes into my next few questions. Okay. Is ancient astronauts? You know, it, it refers to the pseudoscientific evidence, the idea that intelligent extraterrestrial beings visited Earth, made contact with humans, and this was during the prehistoric times. And it suggests that when they made contact with us, they had sexual relations with us and ended up creating a subspecies. Oh, yeah. And they were known as the Nephilim or the Giants. So That's kind of more my speed at the beginning before I heard about the stoned ape theory because obviously I'm like, that's a cool one. <laughs> yeah, baby. But also I could see some aliens, some into sick it? little dirty alien Freaks, well, yeah. just meet like like the Roman and Kyle of aliens, just but this is in for, and no, and they go different. to they go to Earth and they see these little monkey characters down there and they're like, yeah, I bet I could put I've a, been a baby in a spaceship for that. thirty years. Yeah, that little hairy ape monkey's gonna get it. Oh. <laughs> Boys at the frat house then, won't believe this. I also believe <laughs> exactly. that possibly they altered our DNA so they could harvest some of the things on this planet that isn't that abundant throughout the universe. Possibly, like they're playing. Gold, the, so are they playing the water? Do they do this like thousands of years ago so that we can eventually figure out thousands of years later how to mine this and bring it to space and colonize other planets? Like, well, I always think are maybe they playing a long game, that's maybe a pollution. Yeah, that's, that's a, a long, long game. Man. Well, you know, is it a race? You know, or they they put us here? What's to see time? Who win the time? This could have been a day for them. Yeah, that's true. Or it could have, you know, especially if they're on another I, planet that goes in and out like of our, our solar system. Our pollution maybe is what other cultures feed off of. I sometimes wonder that if they go up there and they're like, ooh, yeah, they're doing a good there's job. There's more junk in the space. They're doing a good job. Like, there's like, even we need that. a book a book of Enoch that they took out of the Bible where it's talking about aliens coming down. And that's what the Nephilim are. I believe it or, was or the third angels, book. angels, and getting kicked out of heaven for yeah. having sex with humans. It said it was the third book of what Enoch. if it was aliens? Yeah, also ancient aliens. And then also we got alien abductions. Do what you about think it? that's a possibility, Buddy. or do you think these people are just crazy? There's I think a certain percentage of them are definitely just crazy. Like no doubt about that. No, I mean I think that there's a lot of people that get whipped up into hysteria. Five percent of people, bud. But well, here psychologically, I think it's higher than that. Human beings have the ability to generate memories. Right. That's what it says. Subjectively real memories of being taken secretly against one's will by apparently non-human entities and/or subjects 
to complex physical or physiological procedures. Okay, here's the deal. The Stan Romanek story, it's on Netflix. I started to watch that. This guy has been abducted, uh, abducted a bunch of times. And he See right off the bat. He's got a bunch of crazy stories, <laughs> crazy pictures, crazy I mean, it's wild. And some of the video there's footage. A lot of people. I don't understand why there's not like solid, solid video footage, even though I have seen it now. And now what are you gonna say? CGI. Yep. Put a little CGI in it, you know. Another balloon. And back in the day, some of those things they, they see on the cameras, you're like, get out of here. It's a couple lights, but I'm always intrigued by the like pilots. That are like, nay, I've never seen anything like that before. That was definitely something off. Gerald Ford claimed to have seen aliens before. Gerald Ford, dead today. Yeah, is that the peanut guy? No, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Sorry, Carter. it was Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. The, peanut guy. the peanut farmer. That's right. what I know about Jimmy Carter. To tie this all in together, there's this thing called the missing link, which you were talking about earlier with the stoned ape theory or whatever. Well, this one is the missing link is a popular term we've all heard at another point in our time. But... This one suggests that there is the RH factor. Um, If you have the RH factor, your blood will be positive. If you do not, it will be negative. And a lot of these alien abductees come back with negative RH factor. So do you think pull it out of them? I don't know. What's RH? I mean, most people don't even know their blood. It's a part of your DNA. Rohypnol? (laughs) It's what makes you positive blood or negative blood. Hey, um... Do, do we believe in aliens, yes or no? I, I do. Yeah, I, think so. I think in the sheer scope of probability, as I've said before, the sheer scope of probability to me determines that there's a very, it's very, very plausible that there are aliens, and it's highly plausible that we've made contact in a variety of ways. Listen, bud, have you ever heard of the Fermi paradox? We went through this already. Well, I'm doing it for the radio. Jeez, come on, guy. But most, if not all of these things, can be found on Wikipedia. No, I haven't. That's interesting. (laughs) Now you're getting it. What'd you say, Ron? I said most, if not all these things, could be found on Wikipedia. Oh, Um, nice source. And then a site that source. Well, I mean, this is stuff that I've read on. It was the easiest easiest word for the people out in the radio land. Have you guys? There's a lot of you know. There's a lot of stuff you talked about missing books from the Bible. I mean, there's a lot of gaps in history. You know, I mean, as far as I mean, maybe you imagine what would it be like if we still had the Library of Alexandria? You know, like what what. Well, the Vatican still has that. Knowledge did we miss out on? The, the Vatican's got all kinds of. They got all types of stuff in there. So, like, they're and most likely those missing books too. Um, and and uh, I, I'm familiar with what you're talking about with the spaceships and everything. I, I also feel as though there's so much that was metaphorical. In the, I mean, yeah. Jonah and the whale. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things where it's like, okay, I, I got the message. In well, that. it's like Party. Moby Dick. Apparently, wasn't even them getting eaten by a whale. It was them eating themselves of the Red Sea. Well, I think a lot a lot of if you read if you studied the Bible and I have studied a little bit, I haven't read front to back. Yeah, I but uh, uh I think Noah's Ark was an alien spaceship that housed DNA from all walks of life. That's I think a, you're that's an possible. alien spaceship that housed Think about DNA. it though. Do we or do <laughs> we not have DNA that we can now do stem cell research and print three D print out a heart or a kidney or whatever? Yeah. So it's like why couldn't we just house all the DNA? And then shoot it up in space in a capsule, and then it land on another planet, and somehow it can like be genetically altered and turned into beings on that planet. Well, I think that the <laughs> the, the we, we we exist in a very thin probability of life that just happens to 
all of the variables are correct throughout the universe that it happens. And if you believe in a multiversal theory, which I do, um, you know, there could be all of these different little universes that exist in this really big thing. All and not all levels. of them may, may, not all of them may harbor life. Or at least life as we know it. In I mean, France, everything right. could be up, could be down there. I mean, there's... Yeah, they're always like, there's no carbon. You can really, you can really go... Yeah, you can no really carbon go. up there, guys. No life species. But maybe they have a different no building water. block in that... In that uh, hey, no water on Mars. We got, uh, oh, there is water. There's water? Oh, oh yeah, they, they found some. All right, no, here's the deal. Have you guys ever been abducted? A couple times. I no. don't know. I, there's a one time I think I might have, but I'm not sure. It could have been a dream. I don't. I don't know. When, when I was, was younger, yeah. When I was younger too, I used to always, uh, at the foot of my bed, would appear this like just vaporous figure, and uh, I was always like, "That's weird," you know. I mean, it would always kind of be mumbling to like almost like itself, but I couldn't tell if it was just like maybe. the librarian at the beginning of Ghostbusters. Like it wasn't in my head. Oh, don't even get ugh, bring back memories of that. But I was like, oh, and it would return every once in a while, and I was always like, oh, that's so weird. And I always felt like it was trying to send me a message, and then one day, it kind of beckoned me to come with it and i was like oh no this like i gotta follow this being you know what i mean so i followed it down to the basement it turns out it was my uncle (laughs) (laughs) i I, I was waiting for it (laughs) i guess it was actually my kid needing something to drink but you're the worst kyle we got some time you were gracious enough to come and join us in this on this debacle yeah. But uh, you've uh, you've also we talked about Chris's commercial. We've seen some uh, people may have seen your face on uh, some videos that have gone viral, been shared around mm-hmm. social media. Speaking, That's right, Craig. Uh, I've on used behalf it. Of Veterans Famous Amendment too. Steve's used it a couple of times for his own pleasure. Uh, <laughs> do me a favor, and uh, it looks like you got, you've been taking notes diligently. Which yeah. <laughs> why wouldn't you? You are in the <laughs> presence of greatness. Uh, yeah. But man, uh, like, let the fans know who you are. What's up, man? Give us okay. Some. Yeah. So I'll try to be brief. Uh, my name's Kyle. Kyle Kissner, of course. <laughs> and uh, I served. I served in the military for about seven years. Uh, I joined between my junior and senior year. I was just really gung ho about it. I was pretty fired up. I went to basic training in 2005. Got done in. With AIT in 2006, got done with comp school, and uh, summer of 2006, later that summer, I was going to Iraq. Um, come home from Iraq, I you know, was home for about a year, and year and ten months maybe, and for about a year and a half of that time, I was doing military funeral honors detail with the uh, uh, Missouri Guard, uh, um, Honor Guard. <laughs> and... Uh, after that period, and then I went to Afghanistan, that's where I met Chris, and I come back, so we will get you to where the story starts to get good um september 20th 2010 we come home and you know i was pretty dead set that i was gonna go to i was gonna move to independence i was gonna go to the fire academy i was gonna become a firefighter and a paramedic and i was you know despite the fact i had serious pain in my hip and stuff like that i pushed myself through the fire academy don't know how because uh i was mostly fueled by booze and tramadol for that uh four month period but uh so that kind of segues perfectly into the next thing. I, I started having issues with uh, you know alcohol consumption. I started uh, my pill intake was going up. Uh, eventually, I started losing jobs, getting in trouble with the law. I had to move back with my mom for a little bit. While I was there, this is before I had done any kind of research of any kind. While I was there, I started considering the idea that well, maybe I am taking a lot of pills every day. You know, because this is probably 
after about a year of being back and doing this, people are starting to, hey, you know, we're concerned about you kind of thing. So that's right. Well, you know, I know people use cannabis for cancer pain. Maybe this can help for my hip and my back and my knees. So I started trying to supplement a little bit. And while I was staying at my mom's, and she reacted the way most parents, you know, reacted a few, you know, 2012. And that was, you know, hey, uh, you can't do this in my house. This is illegal. I'm not against it per se. It's just illegal. And I can't take the risk. Understood. Well, I continued to do it anyways, and uh, there's one day in particular we got into a little bit of an argument, and it was it was over over the pills and it was over the the cannabis. She had uh, flushed my stash, basically. I had spent the last of my money on it, and you know she was just very she's trying to take a hard line. You know I hid your yeah. medications. Well, I came home. I was in. A, I was just in a, a whirlwind kind of rage and having that uh, kind of acute moment of just screw this. I'm I'm tired of this. I'm done. I'm just done. So I was at that point. I swallowed about 20 Percocets, five Xanax, about 10 Norcos, which are like Vicodins, but twice as strong. Um, the only reason I'm even still alive is because my mom got off work two hours early that day. Came home. I was face down in a puddle of vomit, gray as a ghost. Um, you know, she started saying, we need to get you help. I went to the hospital, was there, was on the psych ward for about a week. Come back, and I started doing... 12-step AA, I'm doing all these other pills the VA wants to do with me. Fast forward to about seven months later, I attempted a suicide again uh, by swallowing a whole bottle of morphine. Uh, again, it, miraculously, somehow my mom was able to get me come around the next morning. Uh, she took me down to the VA, went into treatment. I was in treatment for about six months, and you know I got pretty well squared away, but coming out, I was on more pills when I went in. So about... Late 2014, 2015 is when I really started dedicating myself to researching cannabis. Are they started, Are they weaning you off the pills when you're in rehab? No, not, or what is, not at this point. They're kind of. Is just, it a VA rehab or what? It is a VA. They just rehab. take one away and give you another one, probably. Well, VA rehab. He's pretty much right. The VA. Yeah. They have two programs. They have a domiciliary program that has like 902 beds, and they've got a two-week, a 15-day program. Yeah, 902 beds. There's 900 the beds. Yeah, just do, do the math on that for the guys. whole country. Um, they so have was, 900 and then most of the time the they're country. not filled because they don't have the resources to fill those beds either. Right. So, Ooh, I did not know that. So late 2000, I'm, I'm coming out. I'm on a bunch of pills, doing a little bit worse. So I started turning to cannabis. And the real turning point was when my mother, uh, you know, she caught me doing it again. And we had kind of a come-to-Jesus meeting, so to speak. And so, you know, look, uh, this isn't about me having a good time. This is about me because the stuff the VA is doing for me, the pills they got me on, it's not working. Um, my, my, my whole reason for supporting this is because we're seeing 25% reductions in opioid overdoses. We're seeing reduced cost to uh, prescription drug and Medicaid spending. We're seeing 11% reduction in, in the highest risk for suicide, males 18 to 29, and uh, 9% about reduction in the next age bracket. Those uh, are huge moves. Yeah. Those so, are huge moves. It's saving lives. It is. So th- the point that I try to really drive home with people is, look, it isn't about, you know, Dr. Mishulam has a lot of research on exactly why it's the best. It's because we have more CB1 receptors, and it helps with a process called memory extinction. It helps you form new memories for the stimuluses that jack you up, you know, so loud noises, uh, busy crowds, stuff like that. And they've got all these synthetics that are basically THC, that they're saying these are medical, but then the real stuff isn't. Come on now. Patent 6 on our shirts right here, 6630507. Six, 
You know, the government owns that patent on cannabis as medicine. That's so wild. That's how end, it's illegal. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, there's people that need this that are, that are making some very tough yeah. life or death choices in a dark room somewhere, and they're not getting any help out of the yeah. hotline. That the best thing, the best way to say thank you this Veterans Day, don't buy someone steak at Applebee's, don't give them a beer. Vote yes on two. Vote yes on Amendment 2. Damn. Stand up. We stood up and served our country. You need to stand up and get out there and vote yes. Wow. 100%. Wow. My man, Kyle. Hit that bell. Wow, dude. Heck yeah, buddy. Guys, thanks for, uh, thanks for entertaining us and educating us. And thanks to Chris Wolfenbarger. And thanks to you, Kyle. That was powerful, man. And Roman, I can see the, the emotion in your guys' eyes as yeah. you put that out there. Um, the Missouri Medical Cannabis Conference was absolutely tremendous, and I'm a richer person for having attended. And I can't wait to go out Tuesday and vote yes on two and no on three. I'm with you, brother. And no on C. I'm with you, boys. I've been waiting for a solid couple years for this. Our whole lives, we got a chance to go out and do the right thing. We want to thank our sponsors one last time, Momed Canco. Check out MomedCanco.com. Enter HOSO at checkout. You'll get 15% off everything site-wide. JamesCarltonInsurance.net. Lifetime Roofing and Renovation. LifetimeSTL.com. And Tower Classic Tattooing and Parlor STL, which stamped Steve real good like. Guys, thanks for joining along. Get out there. Tuesday, November 6th. Vote yes in two. And no on three and C. We love you. Be well, Hoosiers. Breathe the weed.